Hi, this is Wisdom Walters, host of Another Side of Fear podcast. Welcome to our 26th episode. We are here today to talk about another faithful servant to hopefully allow you to see yourself or your situation and use that example to help propel you to the next level. Um, as always, you can find us at anothersideoffear.com or Instagram, Another Side of Fear, and Twitter, Another Side F1. All right, buckle up because we have our masterpiece mind moment as well as our dream past survival coming up next. As you can probably tell from the title of this episode, we're going to talk about Isaiah. Isaiah can be found in the Old Testament. Isaiah has his own chapter there. It's a pretty lengthy chapter because he was one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. He was one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. One of the first prophets of the Bible um, as well that actually helped over four kings. So what the prophets normally did, they were God's special representatives. So the words that God would share with them, they would then go out and share with the kings and the kingdom and let them know what's going on. So Isaiah saw a lot. To keep with our same motion of servanthood, I thought it was important to bring about Isaiah as a servant because that's exactly what Isaiah was. Isaiah when God asked, who should we send? Isaiah was like, here I am, send me. What a responder. He's a first responder. That Travis Green song, Respond, that is Isaiah. Isaiah's like, I'm here. I love his heart. Isaiah was one in this story. When you read it, the whole chapter I would definitely say give a read. It goes over a span of the different kingdoms and what was going on with Israel, what was going on with Judah, the separation and all these countries coming to take over them because they were not being loyal to God. They had a judgment on them from God. And Isaiah's responsibility was to tell them that, hey, it's going to end. It's going to end pretty bad. This is how it's going to end. And also Isaiah served motion in regards to comfort, words of comfort, saying that God is here. God will lead you out of darkness. So I love, love, love chapter six of Isaiah. Chapter six, um, Isaiah's cleansing and call. It goes from verse one through verse 14. And it's it's a really good read because when we talk about servanthood, Isaiah was all in it, up it and through it. OK, <laughs> Isaiah, when we talk about having a humble heart. Isaiah was one, I, I don't, I haven't read many experiences of people seeing God, but Isaiah actually had the experience of seeing God on the throne, seeing the angels that were assigned, hearing their voices that were so strong that it shook the foundation which he was standing in. And in this process, 
he was so honorable that all he could think of was like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I am a sinner. I, oh, uh, you know, I cleanse me, cleanse me before I go. So he asked the angels to cleanse him before he even talks to God. So to have that servant heart of just knowing, of just being aware of that reverence, that reverence for God is what speaks volume for me when I think of Isaiah. To ask to be cleansed. Like, I'm just imperfect. I just need to be better. So the angel did. The angel cleansed him. And then upon the angel cleansing him, he says this in verse 8. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. And he said, yes, go and say this to people. So this next part is basically telling Isaiah that the people he's going to talk to will have closed ears. They will have hardened hearts. They will have eyes that shut. They will not see or hear anything that you're saying because I basically hardened their hearts. (laughs) To be tasked with being able to tell someone or not someone, some people, a mass of people. Hey, I got some really important news, but to know that they're not going to hear it or understand it, that could be pretty daunting, right? But still, he says, here I am, send me, you know, because he's trusting God. He's so appreciative of the fact that God is asking him of this, that he's willing to complete the mission at no issue no cost right he's like hey i'm gonna i'm not gonna return to this is done basically and that's exactly what isaiah did he spent time talking to people who to a majority of people who never listened to what he said but the few seeds that were planted to the ones that actually did listen they were the ones that would then manifest and carry out everything that's needed to be and create the descendants like me and you. So I love Isaiah's story because it allows us to understand that we are going to talk to the masses. I am talking to the masses right now. And only a few people will ever really listen to what I'm saying and actually put some some grit behind it. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, that's God's plan. So I'm not to get discouraged if... It's not a lot of people listening or if it's not a lot of people understanding because God has already set the standard for me with Isaiah. With my passion of teaching, with my passion of motivating and engaging, I know, I now know I have more confidence and understanding and reassurement, especially that it's okay. It's okay that not a lot of people are not engaging with you, wisdom. 
because I've designed it where I've already hardened their hearts. I've already hardened their minds. I've already hardened their thoughts. So they won't change. But the, the, the real assignment is seeing if you're going to do what I ask you to do. Because once you do what I ask you to do, those ones that's out there, this message is already out there. They'll get it. I'll make sure they get it. So you just need to do your part. And so as a servant, um, when you're having that mind frame, you have to be able to understand and to listen to the assignment and to do it with a heart that you have reverence for whatever you're serving. And that you have a heart that it doesn't matter. That's why they say, well, what would you do if nobody paid you? You know, you have to have that type of mindset, that type of mind frame to keep going. Because as it stands here now, where I'm standing here talking in my makeshift studio, you know, I don't know who this is going to listen to, but I'm doing what God told me to do. And if I'm doing what God told me to do, I trust and believe that God will handle the rest. I've seen God do it before. I've seen God do it over and over again in these Bible stories. I've seen God do it again over and over in these um, new Bible stories that I'm reading from people like Tyler Perry and Yvonne Orgy and Stormy Ormerton and just all these people that I'm reading. I'm seeing it happen. So I know that it will prevail. And I'm just so grateful for Isaiah's story, especially at this time when I just shared with you, like I had took a hiatus because I was just getting so frustrated of not getting the numbers. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> the enemy slipped in again. That's a distraction for me because I'm paying attention to numbers or if I'm not doing something right, or if this production is wrong or if whatever I'm taking away from what the real reason is, and the real reason is me being obedient to what God says, and that's getting this out. And so I thank you for listening for me today. And I pray that this message helps you with however you're serving the world around you, however you're creating the environment. And I thank you for being one of those few seeds <laughs> that I have that will help pour a multitude for the next generations and generations God's will will be done and I am going to be on the side that is for God and that's the mindset that we have here at another side of fear in our dream past survival segment we always talk about strategies for getting more control of our money as I was looking back at some of my episodes, um, I had talked a lot about the different tips and all the different strategies that I've put into place. And um, to be honest, I felt like I did you all a disservice because I didn't talk about the main point. The first point we got to do is get your mindset together about money. For me, money has always been a hindrance for me. One where it's the deliberating factor between me leveling up, between me having a certain experience, it's always a hindrance. So that puts me in the mind frame where I'm operating for lack. So if I'm operating for lack, I give money so much power, power over me. 
power over my circumstances and my situation. When in reality, money is not my supply. In reality, no person, no place, no condition is my supply. My awareness, my understanding and knowledge of God within me is my supply. When I know that God is in me and I'm operating for that, I have unlimited power in me. God is the Jehovah Jireh. God is the mighty creator. God is everything, right? So all of that is within me. So with that, my supply is unlimited. What if I move from that? What if I move from God being it within me, using that as my supply versus me focusing on money as my supply? Because I'm going to tell you, when I put God as the head of my soul, finding the one that my soul loves, <laughs> that was back in 2008. It has changed everything for me. That was such a peace. There has been such a blessing on my life, on my marriage, on my engagement, all aspects of that. So if I can use that with my relationship, my eternal love for my life, I need to be able to put this mindset with my money. I need to be able to put this asset with the things that I desire and the things that I want and know that no need of mine will be unfulfilled. So when we operate from that, I have a new different relationship with money. I read the book, The Abundance Book by um, John Randolph Price. And this book has that exact principle that I just shared with you. And I've read it. You're going to have to read it multiple times because they have about 10 of these different principles. But the one that always stuck out to me every time I read this book was number five, which is money is not my supply. No person, place or condition is my supply. My awareness, my understanding, my knowledge of God's activity within me is my supply. My consciousness of this truth is unlimited. Therefore, my supply is unlimited. So when that stuck out to me, I know that I'm aware, I understand, and that I have this knowledge now. The next part is for me to apply it. So even still to this day, I have these tips, I have these strategies. However, if I am not moving from abundance operating from God being within me, that's all for nothing. I'm going to continually have to integrate these steps over and over again with the same amount of money instead of working from abundance and prosperity that I know that God has for me. I believe that and I believe that for you. But we have to change our mind to understand that that's the only supply and that's God. And so from using that, then I can be at peace for maybe, okay, God, am I supposed to work this? Or let me not worry about paying these particular bills. And then I just focus on what you want me to focus on right now. So a question came to me here recently because the issue circled back again, of course. <laughs> and I was just like, God, how do I balance this need for money 
And this need to do what you tell me that I know I'm supposed to be doing because we done talked about this. I, I just need you to just help me apply this information that I know. So then it really is wisdom. And so he said, I'm going to get this to you step by step wisdom. And so what you're going to do is you first need to get caught up. Get caught up on all your needs. So your needs are like your housing needs. So like your rent, your mortgage, your lights, your gas, your water, um, the amount of food that you're going to need, the transportation, your, uh, if you have um, a car note or gas or if your car needs maintenance or whatever for these 30 days. He said, just only do this for 30 days, 30 days. Pay everything up. Get it caught up. Also, detergent. So just washing the clothes that you have. Don't buy any new clothes. Don't do any of that. The only thing you can do is get your hair and stuff done, you know, for the household because you want everybody to be presentable since you can't do that yourself. So I said, okay, okay. So do that for the next 30 days. And I was like, okay. And so then God said, after you get caught up, then you're going to know that those things are already taken care of. You're going to know what you need to bring in every month. And then I'm going to show you because I need you to see it. Since you're human, you got to see it. I need you to see how I'm going to multiply this money for you. But I need you to make sure that you take care of your needs, your housing needs, your transportation, your food, your clothing. Those four things is what's required of you right now. And then we can budget in those wants and desires, such as getting out of debt or whatever. But I need you to get caught up first because then you'll be secure in knowing that those things are taken care of. So I urge you today to stand with me. And let's do this for 30 days. Let's get caught up on those bills. Let's not pay the minimum. Let's not pay. Let's let's pay it off. If you have the income to pay it off, let's pay it off. And trust God that we can do what we need to do in order to dream past survival. In order to have a good relationship with money. Once, while you're doing this for the 30 days, I also want you to take some time and write money a letter. My letter went as this. Dear money, all my life, I have been conditioned to desire you for tangible items and experiences. If you were there from the start in abundance, I would have had a lot more experiences to share. I'm learning that that is not your fault. I would get mad at you. Now I see you as a defense. One needed with a strong financial mindset. I am exhausted with you not being there when I'm ready to move. For you not being there. For you being the difference between me going to the next level financially. That ends today. God is my source, not you. I wrote some more in the letter, but I just wanted to end there. I had to really have an in-depth talk with money to let them know, like, look, you money. And I don't, I don't work for you no longer anymore. I'm working for my passions, which is to teach, engage, and motivate people. And then the money's going to come. 
Because I have to flip it where I understand that money comes to me easily. And it's going to come to me because I'm doing what God says. Because God's going to provide all my needs. That's what I read in the Bible. All my needs will be taken care of. So with that in place, and I know the vision that God has for me. And once you have that confidence, you can move freely. So I put that on you today. That you work with that step one get caught up on all your needs and then also write money a letter and let money know that the game is changing it's time for a change and it's here you are where you're supposed to be everything is going to take place the way it should and it's going to be okay I can't wait to hear our revelations, our stories, and how we are going to implement it and to get step two because God hasn't deposited that yet. But I'm so excited. First, we're going to master this step together, and then we're going to move as a unit to step two. Until next time. All right, this concludes our episode tip for today. I thank you for joining me on this journey, and I desire that in all things you prosper and be in good health. Always remember, wisdom lives together with good judgment, knows where to discover knowledge and discernment, common sense and success belong to me, and insight and strength are mine. Wisdom is he, wisdom is she. Wisdom is you, wisdom is I. Until next time, I am Wisdom Walters.